you are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? It's your girl, Jonan, right here. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting. And sometimes, well, you know, most of the time, we talk about notable athletes and fighters, how they got started, and where they're now. And so, yeah, I'm just so extremely excited to be here, and I cannot way to get started with y'all so before we get to what we have planned for today which is to break down the fight that happened between the boxing fight that happened between julio cesar chavez jr and uh, canelo alvarez before we do that and before we break or preview the fights that are going to happen on the UFC 211 card, which is set to happen in Dallas, Texas, this Saturday. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the wait is over. UFC 211 is going to happen this Saturday. Before we do that, I have some MMA headlines for y'all, and they're pretty interesting. Okay. So previously on our show, we talked about how Kelvin Gastelum is definitely a new prospect for the UFC now. Kelvin Gastelum, just like we talked about before, is, you know, he usually fights at welterweight, which is 170 pounds. But recently he's been having so many problems with his weight cut. And um, usually when he's fighting at welterweight, he isn't able to make weight for 170 pounds. So as a result, the UFC has, uh, you know, recently assigned him to fight at middleweight, which is a a weight class above welterweight. And he seems to be pretty okay in terms of weight cut. And he has such a great performance. He definitely put on a performance of a lifetime. But the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, Kelvin Gastelum failed Again, apparently he tested positive for marijuana in his blood test, which was being done by the United States Anti-Doping Agency. You know, now he is officially suspended and um, he is not able to fight for a few months. And not only that, it was announced that Kelvin Gastelum was going to fight the legendary Anderson Silva, the former UFC middleweight champion. However, by the time it was announced that Kevin Gastelum is suspended, well, obviously he's going to be, you know, uh, taken off that card. And so now Anderson Silva does not have an opponent. And yes, just like we said, it it's it really sucks for Kelvin Gastelum. And as for Anderson Silva, man, you know, when that happened, it was just like a few months before the fight was supposed to happen. But right now... You know, the UFC hasn't done anything to fight uh, to find a proper opponent for Anderson Silva to fight against. And the thing is, Anderson Silva, he really deserves this fight when you think about it because he, he won his last performance. And, uh, you know, nobody was expecting it, but he did put on a performance, a really good performance after a while. And, you know, when you're just put yourself in Anderson Silva's shoes, if you're. If you're if you're a legend like that and you and you perform really well on your last fight, wouldn't you want a really good opponent to fight against and to just 
pretty much fight anybody because yes like you physically prepare yourself for fighting someone on 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 fight night but you don't really have an opponent and also like you really need the money man like i don't care how famous you are but if you're fighting for a living you definitely need the money right and even as of today anderson silva still does not have an opponent to fight against which is really really sad and you know what the fight is scheduled to happen on june 3rd which is you know pretty much a month away from today and anderson silva still doesn't have an opponent and so the thing is anderson silva he's not just sitting around and just like you know just not doing anything he actually came out and you know stated officially over the media that he wants an interim fight and um, he wants to fight Yoel Romero, who is one of the um, top ranked uh, guys in the UFC middleweight division. And the thing is, you know, the fight really does make sense because Yoel Romero has also had so many great performances over over his um, recent fights and um, he's won his past six fights so he really does deserve a title shot but the thing is the, U- the UFC hasn't really given him a title shot yet and so when you think about it this interim title shot really does make sense for Yoel Romero and Anderson Silva because this is pretty much going to be Anderson Silva's last chance at winning back his belt and so you know, the thing is, Anderson Silva said that he wants to fight Yola Romero. Yola Romero said that he also wants to fight Anderson Silva. So the fight is pretty much, you know, verbally agreed upon. We just have to wait and see what the UFC is going to do. But so far, they haven't really done anything. And the thing is, Anderson Silva also stated that this is like he pretty much gave the UFC an ultimatum. And he said that it's either going to be this fight or he's just not going to fight again. I feel like the UFC guys, the UFC matchmakers need to be extremely careful because, you know, it's not beneficial to anybody to lose Anderson Silva at this case. And, you know, the interim title shot um, between Yola Romero and Anderson Silva really does make sense. So why not just make it happen? Because both of these guys want it. The fans want it. Let's just make it happen. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's a pretty interesting case. And I really hope the UFC matchmakers really do attend to this case because it's really, really important to be looked over. So, yeah, that's the main uh, <laughs> MMA headline that I have for you guys. Um, you know, this um, this story had been you know going on for, for a few weeks. I just wanted to get more updates on the story. And then I, I wanted to talk about it here on TKO. So there you have it. If there are any more updates regarding this issue, I will definitely talk about it here on the show. But, you know, at this point, there's nothing else we can do. Let's just wait and see what's actually going to happen. All right, so right now I'm going to move on to the boxing match that happened between Canelo Alvarez and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Okay, so this is pretty interesting. Just like I said on our previous episode, you know, I'm not, I'm mostly an MMA girl, so I don't usually watch boxing unless it's just really hyped and, you know, everybody's just pumped out for it. Everybody's talking about it. And if I actually do know the guys, then I will actually uh, watch the boxing match. In this case, you know, everybody was pretty much talking about this fight, just like I said on our previous episode. 
And, uh, you know, this fight, because both guys are from Mexico, it was just a battle uh, to, you know, determine who, like, which guy's the best and who can best represent Mexico on a global level in terms of boxing. And, you know, it was all about the Mexican pride and just basically to see who's the best, right? Okay, so on Saturday night in Vegas, when the fight is happening... You know, Julio Julio Cesar Chavez, just like we said, you know, he's a big guy. And in order to make weight for the catch weight, which was, um, you know, the uh, super middleweight division. So, okay, you guys, if you're just listening to this right now, the boxing and MMA weight divisions are different from one another. So when I say middleweight at uh, for MMA, it's 185 pounds. But then for boxing, there's just like all these um, weight divisions. So it's like the middleweight and then there's the super middleweight. It's like, you know, there's so many weight divisions, which I think is really cool because it helps a lot with the fighters, you know, trying to cut weight and, you know, helps them to fight at the right weight division. So in this case, uh, for the Canelo Chavez Jr. fight, they're fighting at super middleweight, which is 164 pounds. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but I mean, we better get used to it, you know. So that's the weight division, and um, Chavez Jr. had to lose a lot of weight to get to that to get to that weight. But Canelo, on the other hand, he he was um, kind of like the uh, shorter guy. You know, he had to gain weight to get to the super middleweight weight division. And Canelo apparently said that he he wants Chavez Jr. to pay an extra. A million dollars for every pound that he misses, you know, during um, a, you know weigh-in day. So good for Chavez Jr. because he actually didn't, you know, <laughs> go overweight and he made weight, so he didn't have to pay any of those extra million dollars. Sorry, Canelo, but you know, coming into the fight, Canelo just looks so calm and he looks like he got this but Chavez Jr. from his body language alone even before the fight you know at the, during the face-offs and like just at the weigh-ins when they're facing off he just he just kind of looks you know uncomfortable and you know even though he says all these things like yeah I'm gonna knock you out like you can't really do anything to me and things like that you can definitely see it in his face that like something something doesn't feel right you know like Chavez Jr. just doesn't feel like he's mentally there but Canelo on the other hand he looked he looked like he was you know fully committed into the fight so let's talk about fight night you know both guys are walking into the ring and um, just like I said from before, you know, both both guys, Canelo looks really confident, and Chavez Jr. He he's trying to pretend that he's looking really confident, but you know, when he look look at him deep down, he's just not there. So the fight starts. You know, Chavez Jr. He is um, uh, taller than um, Canelo by ten centimeters, and that is a lot. He was definitely towering over Canelo during you know during the entire fight. So the thing is, the fight starts, and then. You know, Chavez Jr. is doing pretty well in the first round. He's trying to throw uh, throw punches from, from his distance because, you know, because he's taller, therefore he has a longer range. And, you know, it's really smart when you're taller, 
and you use your range and just keep your distance from your opponent so that you don't get too close to your opponent and get you know uh, get body shots or you know uh, absorb any headshots or something like that so it's you know it's the, the smart thing to do is to just keep your distance and use your range and yes when you um, you know keep the distance from your opponent you have to put some extra power into your shots so that your shots are, are as effective as if you were just like close to him you know so the thing is just like i was saying chavez jr is um doing pretty well in terms of range in the very first round and canelo you know he, he just looked like he was um getting warmed up he didn't really want to expend so much energy in the first few rounds and then, okay, the first round ends. I would personally give it to Chavez Jr. He looked pretty good, okay? I don't know what happened, man, but from the first round, like, the first round ended, and then from the second round on, it, 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 like, I don't know what happened to Chavez Jr. He was just, you know, fighting so awkwardly, and, like, he was totally going against what he was doing in the first round, which was, you know, in the first round, he was doing the right thing. But it, it, like from then on, he was just doing the wrong thing, which was he was uh, actually closing the range and he was getting closer and closer to Canelo. And just like we said on our previous episodes, Canelo, it, it, Canelo's shots are so powerful and accurate at the same time. Canelo fights extremely smart. So, and, you know, uh, also in our previous episode, we said that if Chavez Jr. needs to be, wants to be successful in this fight, he needs to, you know, just like drive away Canelo with, um, you know, constant jabs and just like keep him away from him and try to win the fight that way through decision. But uh, Chavez Jr. was going exactly against this and he was closing the distance, you know, taking all the shots that you can think, you know, in the entire world from Canelo and he wasn't even doing anything he was just like going in front of Canelo you know just pretending to be a heavy bag for Canelo to just hit him and Chavez Jr. wouldn't even defend himself it was just so weird to watch and it's like something actually happened that I've never really seen at all like in all combat sports so Chavez Jr. was actually you know just touching uh canelo's forehead with his head and he would just like keep pushing against his head and like why would you do that it's not really beneficial to you or to your opponent it's just like you're not really wrestling with your opponent it's a boxing match what are you doing hello so he was all chavez jr was also doing that which was something totally unnecessary and you know by, by doing that he was just so close to Canelo and Canelo was just going at a man who was taking his chances he was throwing so many shots to Chavez Jr and just like I said Chavez Jr did not do anything whatsoever to defend himself and it was just really disappointing to watch because, you know, especially for all the people who pay for the pay-per-view, you know, like you pay so much, but this is what you see. Like you want to see guys just going at it and like taking risks and just going to war. But this time around, no, it just didn't happen. And, uh, you know, the fight just continued like that. 
and it was all over like the 12th round ended and that was you know that was just like the co like recurring theme for the entire fight just canelo punching you know throwing as many punches towards uh, chavez jr and chavez jr just not doing anything not even defending himself so the fight ended and as you can imagine canelo won through unanimous decision and chavez jr didn't even seem like he was bothered by his performance and um, after the fight, uh, it was announced that um, Canelo uh, is um, going to fight the middleweight champion, uh, Gennady Golovkin, Triple G, also known as Triple G. And so Triple G was, um, you know, he's the champion. He was uh, right there in the audience. So when they called him out, he just came into the ring and the two just faced off. So apparently their, uh, their um, you know, anticipated match is um, going to happen in September of this upcoming year. So, you know, we're definitely looking forward to that. But man, what was that fight? It was just so weird to watch because Chavez Jr., man. Oh, man, I just really wish I had some personal words with Chavez Jr., I would just, like, just talk to him, just be like, man, what happened? Like, ugh, like there were so many things that you could have done, but unfortunately, you didn't. So, yeah, there you have that. There is the uh, boxing match of the weekend, Canelo versus Chavez Jr. Man, I want to quickly move on to UFC 211. I want to preview the fights that are going to happen on the 211 card I'm going to get started with the last fight on the preliminary card, which is a fight between um, Eddie Alvarez, the former lightweight champion. He was defeated by um, the notorious Conor McGregor, so let's not give him any grief for that. He is a phenomenal fighter. He is such a great striker. And, man, everybody needs to watch out for Eddie Alvarez. He is currently ranked as the number three guy in the lightweight division. Eddie Alvarez is fighting Dustin Poirier, he is, who is um, extremely dangerous. He's had 21 wins on his professional record, and um, he's been able to knock out his opponents almost 50% of the time. So, you know, Eddie Alvarez needs to watch out for Dustin Poirier. So this is definitely one of the, you know, if you want to start watching the fights that you're going to be constantly on your feet on the edge of your chair, this is the fight that I would say, you know, you should get started with. So remember that. Alvarez versus Poirier. Okay, the next fight is, you know, let's just move on to the main card, is a fight between Henry Cejudo and Sergio Perez. Henry Cejudo recently challenged Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson for the UFC Flyweight um, Championship, and unfortunately he lost, he got knocked out, but that doesn't take away anything from how 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 fast and, you know, how skillful Hen Henry Cejudo is as a fighter. So uh, his opponent, Sergio Pettis, you know, Sergio Pettis just got into the UFC. I mean, not just like right now, like it's been a few years, but he's pretty much new at this. Um, he is the um, brother of the former lightweight champion, um, Anthony Pettis, as many of you might know. So Sergio Pettis is, um, you know, one, one tough guy. And Henry Cejudo needs to watch out for Sergio Pettis. Uh, you know, Sergio Pettis's uh, weakness is in his striking, so Henry Cejudo needs to use his speed 
and also needs to add a little bit of that power into those shots to fully, you know, dominate over Sergio Perez. And um, in this case, I would say Sergio Perez needs to just um, take um, Henry Cejudo to the ground and try to just like scramble with them. Yes, Henry Cejudo is a wrestler, but he's shown a lot of weakness and, and, you know, on the ground. He's a good wrestler, but he's not necessarily a good jiu-jitsu practitioner. So that's what Sergio Pettis needs to do. Moving on to the next fight, we have Frankie Edgar versus Yair Rodriguez. Yair Rodriguez is a black belt in Taekwondo. He, I've said this before on the show, he throws leg kicks and spinning kicks as if he's just throwing jabs and like crosses that's you know those are the combinations that he does he just he, he does like some you know really simple um hand combination and then he follows it up right away with um kicks and all sort of kicks all sort of complex kicks that definitely do confuse his opponents and yaya rodriguez is fighting frankie edgar who is the former featherweight champion and man, Frankie Edgar is just a legend. He's been doing this for so long. And, uh, you know, he, he has speed, he has power, he has accuracy. So I'm really interested to see what's actually going to happen in this fight because it's going to be really, really, really interesting. So yeah, there you have that. Oh yeah. Moving on to the third last event of the evening, we have Damian Maya, the black belt or should I say a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Damian Maia's Brazilian jiu-jitsu is just out of this world, but I will come back to that. So Damian Maia is fighting Jorge Masvidal. Okay, now back to Damian Maia. Damian Maia uh, is just so good on the ground. And, you know, in terms of his jiu-jitsu skills, there is no, like he has the, he has the best jiu-jitsu in the entire MMA. And uh, there's no way that you go to the ground with Damian Maya and you survive and you, you just like get right back up. You'll definitely, definitely get submitted. And on the other hand, you have Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal is a fantastic striker. And uh, in his last fight against um, uh, Donald uh, Cowboy Cerrone, he, he, he was just phenomenal. And um, he put on a performance of a lifetime. So what Jorge needs to do is that he needs to strike with Damian Maya because Damian Maya, he, he has good striking, but his striking is not as good as his jiu-jitsu. And Damian Maya needs to, needs to take the fight to the ground because that's his forte and if he does take the fight to the ground he is going to be completely dominating over Jorge Masvidal okay moving on to the co-main event of the evening we have the UFC strawweight championship belt on the line we have Ioana Yadurjic the champion defending her title against Jessica Andrade now Jessica Andrade she was uh, in the first in the bantamweight division at 135 pounds but she's really short so she decided to move down to strawweight so now you know she's had a few a couple of wins um, in the strawweight division so as a result she is now getting a um, you know title shot and Joanna man where do I start she is a former you know a multiple time Muay Thai world champion and now of course she's the UFC champion for strawweight division uh, she is undefeated she has 13 wins 
And um, she's just so, you know, resilient in her stamina. And the game is just, you know, undeniable. There's You don't really see anybody else like Ioana with her, you know, stamina and speed and power. And she just keeps coming at you until she defeats you one way or another. And Jessica Andrade, she is so powerful. Her shots are extremely powerful and deadly. Ioana needs to watch out for those. And she is a phenomenal and talented wrestler. So Ioana also needs to watch out for that. All right, quickly moving on to the main event of the evening. We have the heavyweight championship belt on the line with Stephen Miocic, the champion, defending his title against Junior DeSantos. Junior DeSantos, if you already don't know, he is one of my all-time favorites, but let's not get biased about him. Okay, so Stephen Miocic, he has uh, successfully defended his title a couple of times now and um you know as we already know he has such deadly uh, you know a cross if that hand really does connect you're done like there's no way that you're just gonna get knocked down and you're gonna get back up no you're done you're completely gonna be knocked out cold to the canvas now, Junior Dos Santos, he is um, a former heavyweight champion. He lost his title, however, and he got injured a few years back. But he's back, ladies and gentlemen. He is uh, hes just so good at, at what he's doing. His boxing has improved so much. He's such a great boxer and wrestler. And, um, you know, that's uh, those are the areas that he's really comfortable, you know, fighting at. And so... Recently, also, Junior DeSantos has been doing a lot of um, kickboxing as well. And so his leg kicks are also pretty, pretty hard and deadly. So Stipe better not get caught in one of those, um, you know, front kicks. So you have this fight and I cannot wait till it happens, man. It's going to be phenomenal. And also, just to let you know, Junior DeSantis has mentioned that if he does win the heavyweight championship, he wants to have a boxing match with Anthony Joshua. We already talked about Anthony Joshua on our show before. He is uh, the um, you know boxing heavyweight champion. He fought uh, Klitschko. In England, and um, you know, since uh, Junior Junior DeSantos has done the right thing in my mind, but I feel like he, if he does win the title for himself, he needs to defend his title a few times in the UFC first, and then maybe we can talk about that, you know, Joshua fight. And you know, it makes sense because um, currently, if you're looking at uh, you know different MMA organizations around the world, or you know, at least in North America. Uh, Bellator currently does not have a heavyweight champion so it does make sense if you want a you know like a super fight it would make sense for for heavyweights it will make sense to have a fight if Junior DeSantos does get the title for himself and he fights Anthony Joshua in a boxing match to see you know who's the baddest man you know who's the baddest heavyweight on planet earth so that's gonna be pretty interesting so yeah guys tune in to ufc 211 which is happening this saturday night the main card is starting at 10 p.m on pay-per-view and so make sure you get your pay-per-view and make sure you just watch it i will be briefly breaking it down next week and uh, make sure that especially make sure you um, catch the co-main event 
and the main event. It's going to be really, really interesting to see what's going to happen. So do not miss it. Make sure you watch it, okay? Okay. So unfortunately, that's all the time we're going to have for this week, y'all. All I have to say is that make sure you go to CFRE.ca to catch up with our show. And until next week, I'm your girl Janan, and this is TKO. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>